This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Apollo here with John Crane. We're going to call this Dun 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 The Injury Edition. What, what, what? Man, what a day a couple nights ago when we saw Shoyotani and Anton Simmons go down in the matter of three pitches. John, two days later, we have a rain out now. How you doing? Derek, where else but Southern California? Can you have a game postponed because it stopped raining an hour and a half before the game was start was scheduled to start? Our fields are just not equipped like fields where, you know, other fields that get snow, that have r- drainage and runoff. I mean, the, the, when I drove past Anaheim Stadium today on my way home from work, as I do every day I drive home from work, there was blue skies all around the stadium with a, a large cloud covering up the sun, but not but blue skies all around. It, it literally stopped raining and the game was called. You people in other states are laughing at us. <laughs> they actually are. Saw social media tonight and they're laughing. But the reality is what Anaheim City doesn't, doesn't have that same plumbing system, doesn't have the same sewage system or whatever it is. We- we don't we don't have a need for it and and you know I, I guess this is my bragging point it was July of 2013 I was at the own the first the last rain out they had and that was a rain out it actually rained and before that I think it was 20 years before so this is not a you know we don't get rain in baseball season that often out here so we're not we're not equipped for it obviously but that's fine because they're gonna have an afternoon game tomorrow yeah well yeah fortunately fortunately for us that was a good thing we had a big interview scheduled for tomorrow at 4 30 and i was able to get him tonight because the of the way it was switched so tune in tomorrow we're gonna have jeff fletcher from jeff fletcher from the orange county register on the show uh really neat interview got to ask him some pretty deep questions there nothing too deep like you know his high school sweetheart or anything, because that would be kind of creepy, but it was good to have him on the show. 
Did you um, get his sign? Did you get what sign he is? No, no, no. We talked totally angels. Baby. Come on, Derek. I, I know. He's, we need some hard hitting. Come on. Good guy. Um, really, you know, we're a new podcast, so when people take the time to actually come on the show and talk with us, and you know, that's, that's really neat because they don't have to do that. So thanks to Maria Torres last week and Jeff Fletcher this week, and we have some work coming for you as well. We're working on some players, especially as I now – Today was my last day of school, away from the students for a couple months, and now give me some time to go hunt down some interviews, and hopefully we can get some on here for you real soon. Um, well, folks, before we even move on, we do want to let you know that, hey, we are on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're getting around on Player FM, we're pretty much all over the place now, and we would also really be happy if you would grace us with a five-star review over there on iTunes if you want to earn it. Hey, great. Send us an email at talkinghalesgmail.com and give us your feedback. And honestly, we haven't gotten any emails yet. So please send them their way. Again, talking, T-A-L-K-I-N. I didn't have the G on there. Halos at gmail.com. And if you want to give us some feedback on how I make the show better or to you know give me diet tips because you know I need one or whatever, just send me some feedback, okay? Also, if you're a new listener and you are enjoying the show, please do us a favor. Last time we put the call out for a text – this time we're asking you, if you're on social media, please uh, please, you know, share us on social media. Follow us and share us on social media, and hopefully we can get more people to know about the podcast. Uh, you know, John, it's really weird. I, I, I just mentioned this to you before. I, I work really hard to find us preview guests, and we've had a couple really good ones on for the Twins, Brandon Warren's and on. We had um, for the Orioles. We had we had that gentleman on as well. I'm I'm this late and my my, my memory is slipping a little bit. But we've had some some good previews on, and I gotta tell you, the, the Rangers. It's been hard to find somebody. Come on, for the A's for this weekend, hard to find somebody. And you realize that in the podcasting world, it's not as prominent as the NFL and so on and so forth. So, and also, what I've seen here is the same for the Angels. There are not many Angels podcasts out there, and so if you take the time to listen to us and get our point of view on the game and on the team itself. We do really appreciate it, and we hope that you continue to listen in and, and uh, hey, get some good coverage from us. Thoughts, John, before we move on? Uh, no, I mean, I was looking. You were, you were referring to that. You were talking Brandon Warrens. You talking about the Twins? Who are you talking about who you talked to? We talked to the gentleman from the Orioles, and his mind, his memory slipped my mind. And, but it, we, what I was referring to is the fact that we've – We've been blessed to have some good guests on, but we also understand that you know there are there are a lot. Scott of teams. Foster, Scott Foster, of yeah, Burnham. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But um, he what we've seen thus far though is we've seen a lot of teams don't have real great coverage. Like the A's don't have any podcasts at all that I can find out other than the actual official podcast. And the Mariners have a couple that have gone away, and they're I'm trying to find out you know find guests for these next two uh, preview podcasts, and, and I'm realizing is that. Baseball podcasting isn't there isn't a whole lot of it out there, so I'm hoping that people find us and listen to us and and help us grow and hopefully in the exchange there obviously we provide some good good content. Yeah, so. spread the word, spread the word. This is fun. I like talking to other other uh, teams uh, podcasts and, and getting previews for the team, and, I, and I've and I've gotten positive feedback on that. On he, they like how we preview series. Good job, Derek. Why, thank you. Okay, anyways, we're, we're really all about the injuries tonight because you know the series isn't over. Usually we'll recap the whole series in one podcast, which is which usually would be tonight, but 
those darn angels had to rain out. So what we're really focusing on is what we were going to focus on last night, but I was sick, so my bad, yo. Shoei Otani gets hurt. It's hit by a pitch in 94-mile-an-hour fastball on Monday night, and the Angels 3-1 lost the Twins. And we also see within those that same period, three pitches, Anderson Simmons goes down uh, to grade three sprain of his ankle, no breaks. A grade three, though, sprain is basically you've torn a ligament there. Okay? Um, and that usually takes eight to 12 weeks without knowing specifics. I just looked it up. It's nothing. We don't know all the specifics of the tear. We don't know all the damage that's done in there. But about eight to, ten, eight to 12 weeks for recovery. We know Simmons is legendary with, his, with how fast he recovers. But we don't know as of yet. He went to a specialist on, I want to say it was a Tuesday. And the story was it Tuesday or Wednesday. And what they know was the swelling is too it's too much swelling there for right now. It's going to take a week or two for this one to go down before they see how bad the da- damage actually is in terms of recovery time. So, um, talking with, with uh, Jeff Fletcher today, and he felt like we can expect 9 to 11 as a minimum. That's now he is in the same place we are, as we don't know anything more than we're just kind of guesstimating at this point. Um, so, that hurts. That's the big one that hurts. Otani was back in the lineup last night. And uh, now you have your middle of the, of the infield guy and Simba out for quite a while. So, John, what were your first thoughts on, on seeing the injury? Um, you get to see him live a lot. What do you think are some of the best things he brings to the, to the field, to the Angels? Well, one of the best defenders in the major leagues right now at that position. He's, he's just, uh, you know, a couple years ago, they were uh, maybe two, three. They were seriously considering him, talking about him in the MVP race. Um, solid player. I mean, just and you know, the shortstop's anchor. So uh, uh, of the infield. So uh, um, yeah, definitely missed. But uh, and 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 I was about to declare uh, fake news on the Otani because we know that he's he came right back, didn't even miss a day. And then they sat. Well, they were going to sit him down tonight. Which again, I'm not sure what this, why they gotta sit down Otani all the time. But uh, that was so. That was my problem with Socha last year, and uh, Asmus is picking up the baton. But anyways, uh, that's just a fan in me. Um, but I do see a bright side to these injuries. All right. Well. Well, the bright side is is you know I mean I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on the Talking Halos podcast, but. I'm not expect. wasn't expecting a, a title this year. I wasn't even expecting the playoffs. And we do talk about them having a plan with their youth and 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 keeping our you know keep keeping stocking our our, our miners. One of our best uh, uh, the best uh, what Billy Epler's done. And now we, when you sit Simba out, we bring up some people. You know, well, we already have Jared Walsh. We got Luis Rengifo. I mean, we're gonna. What better way to test to see what these top prospects are than to bring them up to the major leagues um, earlier, probably than we would have liked, because I think I've expressed before, I would sure as heck like to see some of these guys come up so that we can get something out of this season other than just, you know, playing 152 games. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, I. <sighs> It's, it's usually on, on the rational one. I want to see this team win. 
I don't like watching him lose, and he's on the field because the best chance to win. So I, I, I look at that and think, man, I want to win. I want to win. But if it, let's if, get Cochall and let's get Dallas. Hold on, let me, let me finish. But <laughs> I'm kidding, man. Oh my gosh, you're gonna throw that at me. <laughs> you didn't even but, let me finish my statement. But I'm sorry, I couldn't if, resist. <laughs> if he's gonna go down, I'm glad they're not just. They're not just relying on the bench itself. They're bringing people up from the minors. And Renfigo, our Serengifa, has been been very nice as a fielder. Like this, he developed more as a hitter. We're already seeing Jared Walsh up, and we're seeing a lot of these rookies come up. And we'll see Joe Adele sooner or later. So I, I'm liking the movement. I'm not mad at Al Smith, by the way. I'm, I'm totally changing the subject. I'm not mad at Al Smith for, for, for sitting Otani, by the way. I'm not. You know, he's... Not, well. When you've had a major injury, Tommy John surgery, you're gonna you're you are gonna need a day off once in a while, especially for traveling. So I'm not too mad about that. He got punked in the hand pretty good. Let him, you know, maybe it was maybe it was extra bruise today. Maybe that bruise kind of came in. Usually it's the second day where the bruise really kind of comes out. We have no idea. So um, I'm not gonna come down too hard on it. I just want to say, in terms of the prospects themselves, yes, let them see. Let them. I think it's not even fielding, honestly. I don't really think there's all that much of a difference in fielding between any level minors, other than the fact that you have the, the quality athlete, right? The quality of the actual fielder. I mean, you're still following the same fundamentals no matter what. But but you're in the show. You're in the big show. So yeah, but and, and when you're playing a game and you're zoning the game, that's not really what you're thinking. You're thinking, i I got to be alert here. But there is a difference in major league pitching. The quality of a pitcher who's at the major, so top of the line starter or even middle line starter, is is uh, vastly different than what you're going to see on an everyday basis in the minors. So these guys getting up, Jared Walsh and um, and Rengifo and all these guys getting some at bats. That's what I want to see as you know them getting a chance to grow with. I want to see them getting a chance to to become better hitters. And what better way than to face major league pitching? I just I, and getting major league hitting coaches working with you. So I'll take this a positive. I mean, you 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 don't want to see your guy get hurt, but I mean, the best you but, can. But he's not going it. anywhere. He's not missing out on an opportunity. This isn't going to be. Uh, they're going to come in and Lou Gehrig's going to t- you know Rengifo's going to take his spot and do a t- consecutive no, game. Not. He's he's a solid. We know we know he's a solid player, and that's his position when he comes back. But we get to actually see some of these players that we keep hearing about in our in our uh, top rated farm system. And you know, I mean, it's well, what are we losing? What are we losing? Top rated. But I'll tell you one thing: it is impressive. I want you to think about this for a minute. A couple of years ago, we had one of the worst farm farms in the league, right? And all of a sudden, we are seeing this flow of rookies coming to the majors flow of rookies so it says two things about the farm system right now a the quality of players and talent has been dramatically increased but look at the speed in which they're actually getting through the system right now there's some serious development going on in the angels farm system but yeah people want to complain about epler i'm telling you folks you put the right guy in charge and we're going to start seeing the fruit of it real soon I'm a firm. I am a firm believer in Billy Abla. Okay, maybe I'll be wrong, but I don't think I am. I'm not. 
Oh, Billy Epler. Oh, yeah. I, 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 oh, I'm on board for Billy Epler. Absolutely. And Brad Osman. No, I mean, again, there's two people I will defend. Billy Epler. I mean, I mean, I, I'd heard and, and I believe it's true. The reason we got Otani was Epler's uh, relationship he developed with him when he was with the Yankees organization. And that played a key part in getting Otani to come here. Um, so I, 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 I'd like, yeah, I like Kepler Asmus. I'll grow on him because I was a social guy. So, but he's growing on me. I understand he's following the plan set by Epler. So, uh, just let Otani play some more and, and I'll get off your back. Uh, and I, I wish he will leave Asmus alone, by the way. Like, you wish I, I, would? I wish he will leave him alone in terms of some of his pitching decisions. You know, we'll talk about it in tomorrow's recap, but I saw so many complaints about the Cahill decision yesterday, and I'm sitting there going, dude, the, he was at 90 pitches after five innings. I mean, 90 pitches of five innings, how far, how much longer do you think he's going to go? And he really, you know, you're pulling him out for a guy who was killing the baseball in terms of pitching-wise, and Anderson. So I just don't see why we got to hammer out some ball time. Leave him alone. He's not going to be perfect. He's not going to... He's not going to go through every game and never make a mistake. But I just – some of the decision-making that he's being questioned for, I can go and say, uh, you know, but here's the counter. It's not like he's nonsensical where there's no counter-argument to it. There's sense to the argument. Well, the, the good news for, for Brad is that he's not coaching the Dodgers. He's not uh, managing the Dodgers. He's not coaching the Lakers. Angel fans don't call for heads. We don't. I mean, some may. I'm sure you'll see people criticizing, but he's not going anywhere. As long as Epler, he's Epler's man. Epler picked him. Epler's not going anywhere. So Brad Osmus isn't going anywhere. So I, I, I'd like to think he has very little pressure on him right now, except to help implement this plan. So I mean, we can, we can, we can criticize. That's what fans do. We criticize. We question we uh, Monday morning quarterback, but not he's not going anywhere. So, well, but you're saying that, and I, I kind of disagree because I'm seeing a ton of criticism on him. And going back to social, I saw a lot of criticism of social and people calling for his head. I'm not sure why you're saying you didn't see that. I saw plenty of it. No, I'm not saying I don't see people calling for their head. Yes, my wife, who is a huge Mike Sosha fan um, would read the pages, read the angel, uh, you know, pages on Facebook and the comments and, and always show me them just ripping Sosha all. I mean, they've been ripping him for years. No, I'm not saying fans aren't going to be critical. I'm saying it's not going to have any, any impact in the front office. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, well, he's not. And I think it's going to be, they're going to give him, I'm guessing at least, at least three years. One year is kind of the reloading year, which is this year. Next year is the first year I think they're expecting to really compete, just judging from some of the conversations I've had now. And then if that doesn't pan out all the way, then the third year, and then bam. I, I think they're going to compete, though. I think, they're, I, think we're, I think we're seeing a transition back into a contender if everything goes right. And, and one of the things I think people need to remember, and the, the injuries here show that, and I'm going back to the Keiko debate for this, John. <laughs> you know, my one of my yes, big we should things, sign him. Going back on it, we should sign him. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, no. I'm listen. 
I I didn't say this enough. I didn't. I don't think I fleshed this part of the argument out enough. Okay. What were the odds the Angels are going to make the playoffs if they just signed Keuchel? None. They're very the same. Low. The same. Very They're low. very low. Very low. Okay. Very low. So, and he if they sign him, it's very it's it's it only goes up a little bit more. You're only going to have him for 17, 18 starts, and you're going to pay him what 10, 15 mil for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Vice. Get your starter some work. Get your future starter some work. Get Haynes coming back. You're going to have other guys coming up, Suarez and so on and so forth. Get them some work. And in the end, you're going to have a much more prepared core that's going to be much more inexpensive. You know, again, going back to the idea of you know, like Pujols, you're, when you sign a contract like that, you're paying for what they've done, not what they're going to do. And so if you can build this core and have them prepare major leaguers where you have control of them for a very long time before you got to pay them big money, that's advantageous for your bottom line. It's advantageous for financial flexibility to go and get that free agent you think, that one free agent you think might take you to the top. And, you know, again, and, and Jeff Fletcher, again, who will be on the show tomorrow night, said this to saying a lot of the same stuff to me. And it was really neat to kind of feel like, okay, you're making this point that I've been making. And I think, of course, because he's a professional, he makes it better than I do. But I'm just some some schlub. And quit trying to wish for what the odds were very low that we're going to have. We're talking about a team that everything has to go right for them to win 87, 89 games. And I don't think there's any way they get 90. But everything has to go right because the depth isn't there yet. The, the talent isn't quite there yet. Will it be? Maybe. We keep developing these kids. I think so. Well, just from the, again, from the fan perspective, sometimes we just want to see, you know, we do go there to watch the game. We do watch the game on TV. We're, we're the, we are, entertainment is part of it. I understand winning makes every, makes everything vastly more entertaining. Makes a, uh, but, um, you know, sometimes we just see such consistent, inconsistent, Consistent inconsistency. How's that for a word? Uh, that we kind of like throw us a bone. Show us that, though I, though you could argue the Mike Trout contract did throw him a bone. But just a real touchback on the Albert Pujols thing again. I mean, don't you think at the time that they signed him, they were trying to win then? And the only way they could get him was to give him that outrageous contract at the end. And they lost. They threw the dice and they lost. They didn't win when he was in his peak and and they lost, and and we're paying for it. And but I, we don't have that kind of leadership anymore. So well, yeah, but here's the problem with that: they they it's a, there's a big difference between taking a flyer on one guy and taking a flyer on like five guys. I'm not talking the burger joint here, okay? They took a flyer on C.J. Wilson, Albert Pujols, and Josh Hamilton, all in a matter of a couple of years, right? Yeah, okay, sure was burning. exciting when they signed him too. Sure was exciting when they signed him. <laughs> well, it, heck, it was. I thought. I thought <laughs> that given all the talent that was there, they had a real shot, and they had a couple of nice seasons, by the way. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they never. But you sacrifice something in the process of trading away all your prospects. The process of, of spending all this money, you. There's a trade-off. There's always a trade-off. No matter how you frame it, no matter in any 
transaction, whether it be financial, whether it be uh, front office of a sports team, no matter how you frame it, there's always going to be a trade-off. Nothing is ever free. And so, in the go ahead in the in the case of of Albert Pujols, that twenty eight twenty nine million dollars that they're in a year right now, that's an anchor. Think about it. If he's making twenty eight twenty nine, and Mike Trout's making thirty four and change, that is sixty two sixty three. The 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 Angels' salary as a staff as a as a team is one hundred and fifty eight mil, one hundred fifty nine mil. So, think of the percentages there of, of just goes to two players. So what you're saying is is Epler's taking the role of, of, of the parent who's saying, okay, we're going to not go to the movies every week anymore to save up some money. But in three years from now, we're going we're gonna to go on a Disney cruise. <laughs> what I'm saying is <laughs> he's the adult in the room. Aren't you saying that? He's well, playing the adult. See, the salary cap changes everything. And by the way, I hate salary caps. I, I think teams should be allowed to spend whatever the heck they want. But um, it, in this case, there's no real worry about the salary cap here. The question is, how much money are you making? How much can you spend? And what kind of risk do you want to take? And what they're doing, what they have right now with these injuries that have happened as an opportunity to bring these guys up and develop them firsthand at the major league level. And I'm... I'm pretty sure it's it's a good thing. Until you weed some dudes out. I think back to when when um, Dallas McPherson came up. Remember him? I do. Okay. He was supposed to be the next big thing. He was supposed to be the guy who replaces Troy Gloss and hits 35, 40 home runs a year. Uh, whatever happened to Dallas McPherson? Do you know? No, I don't know. Angels traded in Pittsburgh and he bombed out there too. It was a strikeout machine. And... Uh, he just was never ready, but he was tearing the minors. So it took seeing major league pitchers to really expose what he was as a player. He just didn't work out. And so get these guys in front of major league pitchers as early as you can. Um, work with them as early as you can. Of course, if they're not ready to face major league pitching, they're still developing. That's one thing. But if you can get them up, get them up. Let them work. Let them see and, and find their flaws and see if they can work them out and help them develop. So I'm totally you're, you're for agreeing that. With my point, you're agreeing with my point. When I started, I, I think there's a positive to this. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I, I am being. I am being the optimist here. It's just there's. I think when um, that dude accused me of just wanting to be like little, you know, trying to be small market. That's not the case. I want to see my team win. I want to. I, I'm still a fan. I want to see the Angels win. I just want to see them set up to win long term. And I don't want them taking any risks that would really screw up the opportunity to win long term. And I don't see how bringing up kids to work in the majors is doing that, is stopping that kind of development. So in this case, we're going to miss Semba. Can't wait till he comes back. But in the meantime, go develop Rengifo. Work on what you can work on. And hopefully they can stay in the race some. It's it's you have to to me. You, I mean, this is the time you just have to suck it up. And, and, and you know, and if there's people that are thinking that the Angels are going to tear off, a, you know, a, a, an Oakland A's a 20 game win streak and we're going to we're going to, you know, I don't see that happening. This is the time to try these guys out. I mean, I don't think, you know, it's we're, we're not 
we're not a top team, a top caliber team right now. So let's bring up these these youths. I agree. I mean, yeah. I agree. I think this is a golden opportunity. I think it's a golden. And you're you're saying well, there's no way they're going. You don't think they can win 20 games in a row, and I think it's fair to say that. But there are a lot of positive things about this club that I think people are missing. They get they don't strike out a lot. They have some bats in the lineup that they're they're streaky. That's their problem. But they have they can score. They are disciplined. They are much more disciplined than what we're used to seeing overall as a team. I mean, there were some years I can remember just watching and just going, "Come on, so should." I mean, come on, because I mean, he usually did feel a, a, a disciplined team, and then every once in a while, it would just fall off the wayside. But this group is disciplined. These personalities—they're laid back, they're chill, they come play a game, they're, they handle things very well, and I see lots of room for growth there. And so, if you can't see those things, then I suggest, hey, stop and, and try and think rationally here. You, well, you're going to win 90 games this year, probably not. Were you going to win 85 games this year? Probably not. Okay. But we're 22 and 26 right now. We're 22 and 26. But can they win? And my answer is yes. We're 20, I think 22 and 24. Yeah, 22 and 20, yeah you're right. They're 22 so, and 26. They can, they can still win 88-1 games, 83. But, you know, a lot of things have to go right. And a ton of things have to go right, actually. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're, the AL is also weak compared to the National League, and anything can happen. Yeah, well, but that's, again, that's not really, I don't I don't think that that's at the forefront of their thoughts right now, trying to win the division. Their I thoughts, think, I'm sorry, go on. No, I was just saying, we want, to have a, we want to have a team that's fun and competitive, but they're not thinking about winning this year. Um, I think they're thinking about winning in 2021 and 2022. Yeah, okay. 2020. 20, I said, I'm looking at that three year window right there. 2020, 2021, 2022. As these guys come up and they build that strong core, I think, I think that's where they're looking at. And then I think we'll see them spend money if they find that guy that they need. Oh, because we, 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 get, we already have a very nice core uh, yeah. on, on our roster of veterans. I mean, not of, of rookies. We have a very nice core of red, but it'd be nice to, uh, okay, let me ask you this. Do you see now that they brought up these, they brought up some of these kids. Um, do you see like potentially like uh, the, then Rengifo, you know, like, so he tears it up. Then Simmons comes back. They got all sorts of flexibility because Cozart, he can play shortstop, right? They can move Fletcher around. I, th- I think Cozart's days with the angels are in short number though. You're calling Honestly. that? I'm calling uh-huh. that. What about okay? Well, just just because I'm looking at the infield, I just want to give a shout out to to Tommy Listella. This guy, I I really knew very little of this man this year, and he is uh, he's coming up large for us. He he's is. he's 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 the acquisition of the off season right now. He is. Now, will these guys like will he and Brian Gwynn probably slow down? They've never played like this before, so they'll probably slow down. But enjoy it while you got it, and hopefully, maybe, maybe we're wrong. Maybe they'll be just fine all year. Uh, one more thing about all this too, and we titled this episode, um, we titled it "The Nightmare Could Have Been Worse." Nightmare being the injury, and this is all why it could have been worse. Because in the end, where the positive is is the opportunity to, to develop players, and you take advantage of that if you can. Um, you wish the injury didn't happen, but also realize what Tony did not break a bone in his hand. He's back in the lineup the next night. 
So this whole thing could have been worse. What happened? What if? What if Simba doesn't tear a ligament in his in his ankle? Doesn't doesn't sprain that that grade three sprain in his ankle? What if he ruptures an Achilles? Or what if he tears an ACL? Then we're having a whole different conversation. He's gone for a year, whereas we'll get him back before the school the season's over this year. And you know what? If you're going to injure yourself. Boy, he was stretching it out. He was hustling from home to first. He was at tops. I mean, he was at the top of his efforts there and just stretched it out. And if you're going to injure yourself, uh, don't want him injured. I mean, it was it was an impressive injury. I mean, because the effort that he put. You know, and that's another thing I want to say. Okay, because I think a lot of times we, a lot of times our job to do is to kind of break down this team. The and when they, especially when we're hard on them when they mess up. But can't I, I want to leave, especially with the, on this three game losing streak here, I want to leave them this one last positive note, and that is, this team works. There is no quit in this team. That the effort they put in the field every day, it's it's obvious. Some some days are not your days. Some nights are not your nights. But they do. They run out bases. They they work hard in the field. They work counts. Uh, the bullpen works hard. They they have a struggle there at night. That's that it's going to happen. Um, and even the starters have started to turn around these last games. You notice the starters how well they've been pitching. Yeah, very very respectable. So, very respectable. So the last you know pretty much since their big meeting on the road trip last week, they've been pitching a lot better. So you know. Look at the positives. We'll see how things go. It's a long season. And with all that in mind, any final thoughts before I close this one out, John? No. I said, I, I think we're fine. I think this season is where the it, injuries aren't de- aren't devastating. They're they're not they're not season ending. And I think we're right on we're right on pace for this season. It's it's gonna be a it's a fun season. You just have to relax and look back and enjoy it. Because that's what I'm gonna do. And get surprised by things like Tommy Listella and his hitting what well, he's he's hit eleven home runs. He's hit more home runs this year than he hit his entire career by far. I think he only had like two coming into this season, right? I don't think he's I don't think he's been that. We had twenty one. He pulled the stats now. <laughs> no, no, I know I got it. He he so he's doubled his home run production for his whole career this season. He had twenty one he has twenty one total for his career. And so he had ten coming into the season. He's hit eleven. So, I mean, that, there's been a couple articles about that too. But overall, I think you could be pretty pleased with it. All right, folks, we are looking for sponsors. If you could, please come on over and uh, give us an email at talkinghills@gmail.com if you want to sponsor us and help us keep the lights on here. If you want to advertise, our numbers are going up. Yeah, pretty happy with that. Um, you can also leave a voicemail at six five seven six six six. 5453 for more information there. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos and search for our page on Facebook and find me, Derek C. Paul, on Twitter at DC Paula and John Crane at Jake's Crane John. <laughs> I just wanted to make a voice with that. Did it work? I know. You you loved you love that. You love my name. <laughs> I never knew I was going to become a podcast uh, uh, personality, so, you know, I would have gotten more flashy. You know, I would have gone with like Michael Jackson or you know, uh, um, you know, Lou Gehrig or something. I don't know. No, I, you, Michael Jackson's kind of Reggie a, Jackson. How about Reggie? Michael Jackson? Jackson's had a bit of a rub of late, so not trying to <laughs> mess with that. Not trying to rock a boat either way. There. Don't forget us on Spreaker. 
Uh, don't forget us on iTunes. Don't forget us on all these other outlets. Subscribe, leave a review. Really appreciate it. For everybody here at the Grand Media staff, for John, this is Derek C. Paul saying take it easy. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. We'll have a recap of the series, and we'll also be visiting with Jeff Fletcher from the Orange County Register. Check it out tomorrow Can't night. Wait. Have a great one. We're out. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.